Hi, everybody, and welcome to John Hennigan's Old Time Radio Show. So glad you could join us. It's going to be really terrific. we got some really wacky, zany old records for you tonight. Boy, oh boy. It's, it's going to be a swell time. <laughs> Radio show. It's October 16th, 2016. We are coming from, once again, from the Secret Museum. 
and we have uh, of course Pat Conte is hosting us here and we have Pat's old friend and my new friend Tad Kodik is that how you say it that's right okay hey Tad how you doing great John how are you good thanks for uh, thanks for doing this so that obviously was Muddy Waters kind of doing uh, his son house Robert Johnson thing great uh, record and I know I noticed that Pat put it with his record. <laughs> I guess that's not Pat's record. Yeah, I don't want you to notice that. Yeah, that's just another record. When I started uh, listening to this music and uh, collecting records, that was very desirable to me, uh, especially since it was only available on one album, and that album was hard to find, the real folk blues that uh, oh, came yeah. out in the mid-60s. And uh, later on, it was more available in other formats, CD and... Uh, compilations but uh, at the time uh, it was it was hard to get and uh, it was a thrill when I was finally able to get a 78 of it I remember as a, as a teenager finding that record and being blown away by it the original folk blues what was it called original folk blues or the real the real folk the real blues yeah really great yeah so this show we're gonna do mostly well not mostly we're gonna do post-war blues right that's what you brought yes and that's primarily what you collect? Yes, that's right. Yeah, cool. Um, I thought I would try um, to just um, have um, have some different artists that uh, may not get the, uh, the um, not the necessarily the recognition, just the exposure. Yeah, people haven't heard of them. I know no, we want to help out their careers <laughs> as much as possible. I well, mean, no, Muddy would true. I haven't heard a lot of these records myself. Muddy, Muddy would be an exception to that, but uh, the next record that I wanted to play is uh, a guy named Ralph Willis, who who made maybe a dozen records and uh, had a fairly short recording career, but I think he was interesting, and um, I would I would associate him with New York artists like uh, Brownie and Sonny. Uh, he was on some of the New York labels, but uh, this one that I have, it's Eloise, and he's he's going under the pseudonym Alabama Slim. Oh, cool. On the Savoy label. Ah, yes. All right, cool. Ah, you see this every day. <laughs> sure you do. I said, Elvis, Elvis, great God, God, you don't know I'm here. Elvis, Elvis, great God, you don't know I'm here. Whatever you do, my darling, great God, look like you'd have my care. You know I love you, Elvis, great God, I'll tell the world I do. Yes, I love you, Elvis. Great God, I tell the world I do. Well, Elvis, my darling, why make you treat me like you do? You know, I love you, Elvis. Stay in my back door crying. Yeah, yeah. I left that old gal in the door crying. Well, maybe someday, Eloise, you'll come to me and try to change your mind. 
I think it's lonesome. Yeah, I think it's lonesome everywhere. Hey, hey, hey girl, LBs are fast everywhere. I think we'll go back to North Carolina. Maybe it won't be lonesome down there. Play a little bit for me now. God, I want the world to know. You made me walk from Chicago, slamming down to the Gulf of Mexico. Well, I'm wondering, will the mad boss hold my clothes? Hey, hey, great God, will the mad boss hold my clothes? Yeah, we ain't got so many matches. Ralph got such a long way to go. Do the boogie, 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 bo
right, baby. Do the Alabama boogie through this whole night long. We just heard Otis Hinton on the Timely record label, New York City, about 1954. Which is kind of his take on Big Road Blues. This yes. is New York City, late 1953. It's <laughs> very good time. I'm checking everything that you say. Are you the fact checker? It's <laughs> well, like a presidential debate. I got the post-war <laughs> blues book, which is really the John Lee Hooker book. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for, all, for all the records that he's on. Uh, no, that's pretty good. Todd. That was great. The yeah. recording's 53, and it says late 53, so you're right on the money. It was okay. released 54. That's great. Oh. But I didn't know New York City. I would never have guessed that. Yeah, that label uh, recorded uh, rhythm and blues vocal groups as well as uh, Screamin' Jay Hawkins and Ann Cole, 
who had a had a record. I think I think she was the first to record. Got my mojo working. Oh really? Huh. Yeah. Oh, and uh, actually, before the Otis Hinton, we heard uh, John Lee doing the Alabama Boogie on the Federal record label huh. from 1951. That was a Cincinnati-based label, very famous for uh, recording a lot of rhythm and blues and um, the the uh, King record label uh, actually uh, before that, but uh, Federal was a subsidiary and uh, unusual to have country blues on Federal or King, yeah, but they did. I wouldn't associate those two labels with country blues like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's great. And uh, John Lee Henley. Well, John Lee Henley was uh, on the J.O.B. label, but this is uh, John Arthur, I believe. Oh, you're right. Oh, son of a gun. Oh, we got it. We got to get I a fact checker for our fact check. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and what did we play before that, Pat? I forgot already. Yeah. Uh, uh, we uh, we started with uh, the other New York record, Savoy. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Alabama Slim, aka uh, Ralph Willis. Oh uh, yeah. Circa 1948. Actually, Newark to be to be more precise. New York, Newark, New Jersey. Oh really? Wow. Yeah. That was great. That's fantastic, and uh, very astute of uh, uh, Mr. Hennigan to point out the Tommy McLennan. Uh, uh, DNA. Oh yeah, I have the I have the Tommy McLennan Eloise Blues, which is roughly the same tune. When I first heard the McLennan, I I immediately thought of the John Lee Hooker song, and of course I knew Louise, which he, uh, even uh, I'm sorry, who was it? Alabama Slim references the, the that line too. You know, made me walk from Chicago to the Gulf of Mexico. Right. Probably where Hooker got it. So. Oh, the but, Alabama but, but, Slim is on. But, but is, on is that on Savoy? Yeah, yeah, but the Slim, uh, he he sounded like he was definitely influenced by McLennan, just guitar playing wise too. Ah, it's right, yeah. right on the money. That was great, 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 great record. Yeah. So I will pass three more. Mm, I like that. To the changer, to the record changer. The that's changer. All, that's all I'm good for. The changer check. And are these in order? Yeah, yeah. That's going that's down good. or going. Yeah, up? going down. Yeah. Going down slow. Oh, did you bring that? No. Elmon Mickle? <laughs> <laughs> Drifting Slim I had. I, I had it in my hand, but I didn't bring it. You didn't bring it. Same old stuff? Can't bring them all. That's right. This is a, a favorite of mine. Yeah, who is this? This is Jesse Thomas, the Blues Troubadour. Oh, cool. <laughs> Somebody's got to go. 
knew it all the time I was only hoping Someday you'd change your mind But you never did change You're still the same Playing that low-down game Every time I look at you, you make me so mad. I don't know what to do, yet I can't see how a chump like me could ever fall for a fool like you. Accident too. The next thing that's gonna happen, that's gonna happen to me no more. Roger, baby, baby on a V. She thinks you are. So baby, but you just don't know. Six white horse, a horse you to dream. I'll meet today, the big one dropping dirt in your feet no more. Roger, baby, baby on a V. She thinks you are. So baby, but you just don't know. Buy you a Buick, she good on a road. Ain't nothing like a ride money on a V8 food in a month. Ride your beauty, baby on a V. She thinks you are. So baby, don't you just don't know. I'm going to hire me a show. I'll get a cook in the mail too. I'll take a number and she'll come up to buy me a house and not do it in a month. Ride your beauty, baby on a V. She thinks you are. Baby, but you just don't know. I put you in a show and bump you when I tell you the reason why. You're running around on the gal and no one you're telling you really lies, but I'm on. Run on, you two in the gal. Baby on a V. She thinks you are. So baby, but you just don't know what you want to be. To be, to be, 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 Baby on a V, she thinks you are. So baby, but you just don't know. I'm going down town, I'll hold red bed. As soon as I'm done, the dead will be the real life. But I'm on right to feel Baby on a V, she thinks you are. So baby, but you just don't know. It take a rock and chitter rock and a rubber ball and move. It take a night and look and be round to satisfy my throat. I'm on. Ride your dream. 
Was a uh, a recording? Is that incredibly rare? It's it's pretty rare. It's yeah, I think yeah. Well, you had to go to L.A. to get these. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I don't think these got very far out of L.A. Yeah. But the the uh, the thing is with this and and uh, there were five other, four other artists that were uh, recorded for the Swing Time record label from Los Angeles, and these sides were either leased or bought by Parrot. And put out on Parrot. That's right. Well, they sell them in Chicago. Two, two of the records uh, were also on Swing Time, but not this. Hmm. Um, and Ernest I, Lewis I, recorded. Mind blowing. Pardon me. Mind blowing. Yeah, yeah. 
he did a he did one record on swing time called uh, empty bedroom um just a trio no harmonica and uh he also recorded as uh west texas slim <laughs> on a label called flame and uh, he's represented on the muscadine album uh, no. a la blues i believe it's called yeah there's you yeah, know they west have Coast some of blues, his yeah. right yeah some of his stuff really good that's uh, really top man yeah i don't think the, the reissues sell very well either <laughs> <laughs> that's too bad really. yeah. and then before that we heard uh dan dan pickett on the uh gotham record label from philadelphia I think he made five or six he records. Made five records. I thought he made much more than that. No. Where have I heard? Well, at least the whole album's worth. Yeah, the there's there's an album of his music on the Crazy Cat label, I believe it is, and, and it's probably only 10 on CD. Sides on well, they must have some other unissued stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And that was uh, his version of Buddy Moss's "I'm Gonna Ride to Your Funeral" in a V84. Yeah. Yeah, it was a big but, but record in the '30s. But yeah, it was popular. But now. Was uh, was cocaine prevalent at the time when uh, this one was recorded? Or it just was a super uh, souped-up version, you know. I don't know. When is oh. this? Fifty-one. Or? I think it was a little earlier. Forty-nine. Yeah. yeah. It was great. It was great. It was essentially the the same even guitar bits, just like much much faster. Oh. But he obviously heard the Buddy Moss record. That's not typical of Dan Pickett either. You uh, know, th I've heard of references to um, Blind Willie McTell. As far I mean, as what I've heard people say. Yeah, that's funny. They're exactly next to each other in the discography. After Pickett is Pig and Whistle. Oh, okay. Red. Yeah. So if you ever see any of those, <laughs> pick <laughs> them up. That Pig and Whistle Red. Also, also phenomenal. Great version. <laughs> and what did we hear before that? I forgot already. Yeah, so... I no, mean, I, no, I think that was it. This changer. No, no, there was something before oh, was the... was Pete Lewis? I mean, Ernest Lewis? No, Ernest Lewis. Then, um... Then Dan Pickett, yeah. And then yeah. before that... Oh, the uh, the cartoon record. Okay, Jesse Thomas, right. Right. Yeah, he... Oh, you announced that one already. Yeah, right, so, yeah, right. Yeah, we started with an yeah. announcement. Uh, another artist who, who made several records in the 50s, even into the 60s, and... Uh, really um deserving of of wider recognition in my opinion he just he had some very interesting styles when he recorded on different labels and just really very good artist well this was an odd time for uh you know blues right with it none of these guys were widely distributed or got like recognition until a little bit later by people like you guys and myself who are like record collectors but i mean this stuff just wasn't I'm sure it was played on radio and locally, right? Well, I mean, by by the late seventies, reissues kind of exploded. Yeah, and especially in England. Well, how did I miss all this stuff? I mean, well, no, I, I mean, I didn't hear I didn't there, hear any of this until I, I got some Don Kent Mamlish records, like you said. You mentioned Black Hat Trail, right? Hometown, Don, home again, home again, blues, home again yeah. Blues, yeah, yeah. Don was one of the first of the smaller independent labels to do reissues. But they were doing a lot on the West Coast too. Yeah, the um, Frank Scott, um, you know, uh, Mamlish. I'm mean, not Mamlish. Um, Muscadine. Tons of reissues of the. Okay, well, I'm glad you mentioned that because yeah, yeah, somehow I, I I missed a lot of the Arhuli well, stuff. Well, when he started Arhuli, he started also blues classics for the reissues, 
and I think the first four blues classics were just the best country blues that he could find. Well, those I had as a kid. Those I had as a kid. But I didn't have any post-war stuff. On no, the, I'm talking about post-war ones. So oh, okay. Weren't, weren't those all post-war? No, the ones I had were like Memphis Mini and, you know. No, I don't know. Yeah. I, I know that the... I mean, they were great comps, but... He had a tremendous collection of post-war blues. I just wondering, you know, I'm just sitting here to myself wondering how I missed all this stuff because now I feel like i got to <laughs> start collecting records all over again. <laughs> Yeah, well, good luck. Yeah, good luck is right. But, you know, all of these records, they do come up. They do come up, yeah. you know, and that's that's what I've seen. You know, when you're around long enough, you see, like, a, a stretch of period of time where there's nothing available or, or very few, and then mm -hmm. the last couple of years, that. we've seen a lot of very, very good records come, come up for sale. Yeah. And uh, it's... Yeah, it helps when the guy cacks. <laughs> well, the records come out. You hate to say that, but that is partly what it is. Yeah, yeah. as we know, because some of them are our friends. So it's, yeah, it happens. It's been happening. But those first generation. All right, ask partners. me what the next record is. Uh, okay, Pat, what's the next record? Well, listen, don't be so noisy, will you? <laughs> All right.
16 years old She always thinks she grown But you can't never seem to catch that Little girl at home Lesson you come early in the morning Just about the break of day You ought to see me hugging the pillow Now where my baby used to
you find out you won't don't know what to do because you know Yeah, two two singles he put out. Well, who did uh, who was first, the the Junior Wells or the on the other one? That's a good. I'm not sure. I, I would say this pretty close. Good stump to chump question. There. This might be a little before that. Was this like fifty three? Yeah, I think it's fifty three.
about those Ted. Memphis Mini from 1954 on the J.O.B. label and from is that Chicago. Like, I mean that's got to be right around her last recordings right? I think it is. That's I think it is. That's the last record and it's actually is it? the last, the last uh, of the session. I never heard it sound like that man. Like it's unbelievable. And um, yeah, if, if the, uh, the the birth date is correct in the blues records, she was 57 years old when she made that. Wow. And she sounded very, very powerful there. Oh, she sounded as good Beautiful. as she ever did. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. And the band, my God. I can't get over that. Right? Heartbreaking. Yeah. Performance. Beautiful. What a, you know, for lack of a better word, what a swan song. <laughs> yeah. And before that... Before that was the, uh, the Robin Label. Henry uh, Festival. Yeah, uh, John Lee Williamson Disciple, if there ever was one. Great record on uh, on the King Label, which so unusual for that label, but they did have uh, some country blues, yeah. and uh, very interesting. And then uh, the start off with was um, Eddie Kirkland, a partner of John Lee Hooker for a period of time, and uh, he made two singles on the King label, and this was the second of the two. And he he was like Hooker's other guitar player, right? For some of those, even those early Chess, right? Uh, or no, that was somebody no, else. No, no, no. But he he was on uh, Modern. Modern. Yeah, modern. he was on Modern. Okay. Um, and actually, um, they and paired he up. And he was one of the few. He was like Alan Wilson, one of the few people who could actually follow. <laughs> uh, but again, that, that, I, I mean, that's just because Hooker was playing in a real old style where it was just so simple. You just follow the, the person who's singing. Yeah, Eddie them. Kirkland, though, was, was an anomaly, though. But that was so frustrating to guys that couldn't follow him. Like, oh, yeah. Later, when Hooker's playing with bands and, you know, they're going to the five chord when he's at the top of the tune. Like, I, well, that, happened with ev that would happen with every almost everybody. Even, he, he would even catch Kirkland. Yeah. Sometimes. All right, so. This might be a little too rough, so you're going to have to play it first and see. Okay. Well, let me tell you something. So far, like, the records that, the one record you said was rough, like, for the standards of this show, was probably like an E minus. Oh, okay. Because yeah. yeah. when we well, play yeah, pre-war yeah, stuff. Yeah, post war rough I mean, doesn't really mean much. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to make the cut, trust me. Yeah. We were speaking about John Lee Hooker and... Eddie Kirkland. Well, this is a pairing of them on the Deluxe label, okay, cool. a subsidiary of King from about 53. And it's, to me, it's a masterpiece. Uh, what it says and, and how it's played. Okay. I think, I think we'll enjoy it. Cool. Man, I made love in my guitar. I'm the lover's man, made love in my guitar. When I come to town, 
all of my women fall in line. I've got a key, all of my women do. I've got a key, all of my women do. Yes, I'm going up, going up to my baby's door. Hush. Who is that knocking? Baby? Who is that in there? I get tired no more. My guitar days is over, huh? Can't be loving my guitar no more. I'm going back to the woman I had 20 years ago. with me. 
Dolly Brown, half past three. Well, you know, Dolly, you know it. Well, and me, come on. Please take a walk with me. Down to the same old place. Well, See, that was an amazing Blind Willie McTell, and that's from the Atlantic record. The right? last time he was in the studio, you know, I met Ahmet um, again one time, and it was at a concert of Dennis McGee. Really? <laughs> in wow. New York, yeah, and, he, and I asked about it. I asked him about this. He said that he was junking records with his brother. They were going, they were canvassing houses. Huh. And he said, got, they got this record, Blind Sammy. So you gotta find this guy, and they did. Wow! And they they actually uh, rented a studio that they they he said I wanted to bring him to a good studio to record him, and he did. How old do you think McTell was then? 
and probably in his 50s. That was recorded around 49, so. Yeah, he's probably in his 50s. Wasn't know. that old? On a, on a show that just aired a couple months earlier, I did a, I did a blues show, and a, I played the Vocalion version of that, which I have. Right. Which is... Uh, well, that's not Blind Sammy, is it? Blind Sammy's the Columbia, I think. Yeah. N no, right. I'm saying, but it's the thir it's another broke down engine right. which you don't normally hear I think that's what the, the only one with his real name I think mine I think says McTell yeah, yeah. but what I, what I was going to say was uh, how different they all are uh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, the different sets of words and but you know all equally great performances yeah but that's definitely the last time he was in the studio I think yeah. I mean some guy recorded him after that I have those tapes hmm where but then the Bluesville yeah, that things, guy. they came yeah, out and they, yeah. they were recorded in the 50s, I think, right? Yeah, but uh, they were like pretty informal, you know. Oh, okay. A lot okay. of talking. Okay. But that's the last time he was in a real studio in front I see. of real microphones. Okay, that that's great. interesting. Really great. Yeah. It's nice to hear him where you can really... Uh, oh, yeah, all that stuff is rather amazing. But it's mostly gospel. So the Boyd Gilmore was uh, yeah. Before that, we heard Boyd Gilmore. The on second modern. release of his uh, on the modern label, uh, a Southern artist for sure. Probably Ike Turner on piano. Did huh. that in Memphis? I'm okay. not sure. I'm not sure. And we had uh, Eddie Kirkland. Oh no, we had John Lee Hooker with Eddie Kirkland, although he's not credited. That was amazing. That was. Uh, that, that was yeah, we had One of the we best had Eddie hookers I've ever heard. Yeah, that's unbelievable. We had Eddie Kirkland up at KCR. I was engineering for uh, Jaffers one time, and Pete Lowry brought him up uh, to play his national. You know, everybody played Pete Lowry's national on all those records. It was you know, if you ever see those old Tricks records, hmm. it seems that everybody's got the same guitar. Right, right. But Lowry had this great national. Just like everybody on ARC had a K-Craft? Something like that, yeah. yeah. But uh, he had this great national that he made all those records, like Will Willie Trice, I think, and uh, what's his name? Uh, Roy Dunn? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, a bunch of guys played that guitar. But to hear Eddie Kirkland playing the national is so weird. <laughs> and, and, you know, we didn't have the money back then to get tape and do air check. It was a shame. Ah, too bad. But Kirkland playing the national like, you know, trying like a country blues guy. You know, it was funny. But what a unique character. Like, so intimidating and so sweet at the same time. Well, this was another amazing show. And uh, as much as I'm so happy about all the music I heard, I'm a little depressed now and all the records that I need. <laughs> That's the way it goes, I guess. But Just Tad, go over to Tad's house. Thank you for having me. I, I yeah. enjoyed it. Uh, it's always fun to listen to good music. Yeah, let's do it again sometime. Now that we know we can all fit down here. Let's, in the do, it again. Museum. let's do it but again right now. We were, we were, we were, told, we were told we'd have Come to on, you have some grease to get in here. I'd say we got in here pretty good. <laughs> all right, yeah, so what are we going to We're going to go out with Give one me more record. Music. What, what are we going to hear? We're going to hear On the Road Again by the great Floyd Jones on the J.O.B. label from 1953. Right. Cool. 
audience so long for a while we love that's you. all the songs for a while we love you we love your audience thanks for tuning in to john's old-time radio show Ooh, that was nice. please join us next time where john will chastise you call you stupid and say fuck off thank you and good night well, that's I'm, great. I'm great i'm gonna use that in every show every show is gonna end that's with that from now on